black woman, beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation, a talk, especially an informal one between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So we created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Janine. How you doing? Great. How's your week been? Child, it's been busy. We, um, you know, have a Xavier homecoming next week. And um, so the Queens and I have been putting together Queens boxes. And so I stuck myself with a, a hook last night. That's how I've been doing. Oh, no. A hook. Is it minor injury or is it something that needed some stitches? First, it didn't bleed. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden I started like gushing blood. But it's all good. I have a Band-Aid on. I'm fine. I put some super glue on it and I kept it moving. Super glue or like liquid bandage? Or is it the same thing? Is that what you're telling us? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. It's the same thing. Really? So as opposed to spending the like $10 in the liquid bandage, I could spend $3 and get super glue and it does the same thing? Absolutely. Go to the dollar store. Oh my gosh. I feel like that should be my learn something new. Like I literally, (laughs) I literally have so much liquid bandage and I'm always like, this is expensive. I mean, it's not really expensive, but when you don't think that you need liquid bandage, it's kind of like, why why am I paying this money for this? And now to find out that super glue is literally the same thing. Why did I waste my time? You didn't know. Yeah, I didn't. And I think it has less of a smell. Maybe it has less of a smell, but. Oh, yeah, that might me, be. Me, myself, I use super glue, so. Well, if the doctor uses super glue, I'm just going to say that super glue is probably the way to go. What have you been up to, Janine? Um, so yesterday. OK, so a couple of things. <clears throat> um, One, I think it's very important to point out that we voted, even though when this episode airs, it will be we will have hopefully a new president. Um, But we will have some sort of something in office, right? We will have some sort of decision. I feel like this whole election season was extremely long. And I don't know whether it was longer than it normally is, or we just couldn't escape the election uh, coverage. Um, But it just seems like it's been drawn out. So I will be glad when this episode, when this episode actually airs, that it will all be over. That that is will be my point of excitement. Um, But so something really quick on a not so political note. So I just want to Bria Majors. Yesterday was Halloween and she did this super dope tribute to Beyonce where she remade snippets of each one of her music videos. Well, not each one of them, but a lot of her like most popular music videos. And she killed it. And When I tell you, it just gave me like black girl magic vibes. This girl, she's a curvy woman, 
beautiful. And she actually favors Beyonce. Imagine if Beyonce had maybe like 20 more pounds on her. That's Tabria. And she killed it. Like she killed this tribute. You just have to see it. And I'm like, oh, she's she's amazing. So shout out to the curvy women and love it. She's representing for us. We also have to mention that um, Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed this past week. I mean, a lot happened this past week. I just cannot believe the Republicans basically mushed this woman's way into the the Supreme Court. It's just embarrassing. I mean, when Obama was in office six months before the election and he wasn't even up for re-election, they didn't want him to confer another Supreme Court justice because a new president needed to do that. The American people needed to choose who the next Supreme Court justice would be. But for some reason, they can swear her in literally a week before the elections. Like, how is that not uh, hypocritical? They managed to get it done in 30 days, Nicole. 30 days. Here we are, not even a week before the election. I do want to point out something that Tamika Mallory posted. And she posted saying, you may be hearing murmurings of the Bush versus Gore 2000 election. Here's why you should pay attention to it. And basically, she goes on to say that the Bush Gore election came down to Martin County, which is a county in Florida, where the Republicans were pushing hard for um, mailing voting, which is exactly the opposite of what they're doing right now. And basically, it came down to Martin County Republican officials were allowed to take incomplete ballots and fill in the missing information. And this happened in Martin County back in 2000. And we remember that because that was, you know, that was our first big election, right? Like the first big election of our era, right? So the reason why this is so important is one of the lawyers for this case in Martin County that had 700 illegal ballots counted, one of the lawyers was Amy Coney Barrett. And two of the other lawyers or people that worked on the case were Justice Roberts and Justice Kavanaugh. There are a lot of um, mumblings about this. And if you would like to see more information, hopefully none of this will be important, to be very honest with you. Hopefully we had a good outcome on this past Tuesday and, you know, we can move forward. This will just be a little blip in our history. We can overcome COVID. That's the other thing that I should have mentioned that has been on my mind. And I think I've been thinking about this since... um, I heard the statistic. So this past week, we had a spike in cases of up to like 90,000 one particular day. And I found it very interesting that that one day when we're in phase, what, like two or three, I don't know what phase we are in of COVID in the United States right now. But that one day this past week was the equivalent of all of the cases in China where the disease originated. Now, that should really tell you something. And that does not tell you something about the disease itself. It doesn't tell you about people's ability to recover from the disease. But it tells you specifically about how our administration and this country mishandled COVID. I mean, really, the place where it originated, they had the same number of cases that we had in one day when we're like nine months into this mess. That sounds crazy to me. Right, yeah, Nicole? Does it sound crazy to you or is it just yeah, me? The, the bad thing is we still have people out there that don't think that this thing is real. I don't understand it. But there are fools out there that's running around talking about the president got it and he didn't get too sick. And I don't think it's real. We still think it's a hoax. I mean, our pastor, his daughter got it and he still doesn't know if it's real. 
What? And I'm like, do you need to be shaken? I, I just don't understand why people are still so hesitant to take care of themselves. But I digress because, you know, I can talk about this all day and it'll piss me off. Well, I also saw, I don't want to piss you off, but I also saw that there are some restaurants, establishments. I saw an article and I don't remember, I can't recall where I saw it, but there are some restaurants, establishments that are, there are run and owned by anti-maskers. So they require that people do not wear a mask inside of their establishment, which I think is crazy because the truth of the matter is I should be allowed to wear whatever it is that I'd like to wear as long as it's not offensive to someone else. Right. And even if it's offensive, like you don't have to read what's on my shirt. Right. You don't have to read what it says. It, it like as long as there's not like nudity or something that's inappropriate for children that, you know, you would have to hide. I think that people should be allowed to wear what they want. And I think specifically when it has to do with your health, like, come on now, guys, I understand if you have, well, I don't understand. So let me not say, tell that lie. I can conceptualize how some people are anti-maskers. I can conceptualize it. However, do not, if you choose to not wear a mask and you choose to be an anti-masker, do not put everybody else in danger by saying, hey, you cannot wear a mask in my establishment. Let that be everyone's choice. But I guess, you know, that's the thing now. Yeah. So if you're listening and you have anti-masker restaurants in your city, I, I know it's going to be some in Texas because people out here are doing crazy things. Let us know so we won't go to those places. Let's just not go. Let's not support them at all. Just saying. I anyway, know. let's talk about something lighter today, Janine. Much lighter. <laughs> okay, let's go lighter. Because hopefully we will be stress-free. Hopefully we this is like it seems so um, eerie, right? Like we don't know what's going to happen. Our episode comes out two days after the election. Hopefully we will have votes all counted by then because I kind of have this feeling that this is going to be we're not going to know who our next president is until probably after our episode comes out. But let's pray that things are handled properly and that whatever happens is for the best of this country. Well, and that. Trump doesn't act a fool if he loses. Let's pray that because there are a lot more people that have already voted in the state of Texas. That's very now true. so far than have voted the whole 2016 election. So hopefully the numbers will be good. Well, hopefully that hopefully because, you know, Texas is is historically red. I know. Ugh. OK, Janine, what's on your timeline? OK, Nicole. So this is actually really funny. And this is literally just because of social media, right? Like, I don't think that this would ever make news um, prior to, but I'm here for this social media. So this story comes from TikTok. But um, I read a BuzzFeed article about this from Kristen Torres. Kristen, mm -mm, that's not her name. Krista Torres. Krista Torres from BuzzFeed. So shout out. She is a staff writer at BuzzFeed. So shout out to Krista Torres. But the story originated on TikTok and it's from a user and her handle is Rebecca Maxwell 69. So the name should actually be a little bit telling of what kind of story this is going to be. So I think it's safe to say that this is an episode that is NSFW. Remember, Nicole, that means not safe for work. And for those who might be listening in the car and might have kids in the background, it's not really safe for them either. So maybe you should listen to this episode a little later. 
So let's get into it. Like I said, this story came from TikTok and it came from Rebecca Maxwell 69 and she posted a video and it's just her. There's nothing salacious about the video. She posts the video and she says, hey, ladies, basically, what did you use to pleasure yourself before you knew what sex really was or what you actually were doing? She goes into telling a story about how she used to masturbate with a pillow in her parents' attic. So you would think that that's the story, right? Nope. You know, she asked the question and kind of waited for people to comment. Again, she said that the, the pillow was shaped like a pop can, which is a soda can. To think about it, she was young and she was like, oh, this feels good, right? But that's not the story. The story is the comments. Baby, this comment section went off. You hear me? <laughs> People started commenting and admitting the things that they used to pleasure themselves before they really knew what sex was and before they had actual sex toys. Because, you know, now in 2020, they sell sex tours in the local CVS. So everyone really has access to yeah. them. When we were growing up, that wasn't a thing. You could not buy a sex toy in the CVS. You had to go to some like risque store or Fredericks of Hollywood. <laughs> I actually just realized that Fredericks of Hollywood is still in business. Back when we were young, you had to go to like a, a an adult bookstore or like of Fredericks of Hollywood and they saw you coming 10 miles away if you were a child right so this is what people I, I would assume of our generation did prior to sex toys being readily available in the CVS so I'm just gonna read you a couple of the comments so one lady said a cucumber she says a cucumber and I put it back omg sorry mom Somebody said, never admitted this before, but I used my dad's vibrating nose hair trimmer. Sorry. One lady said, I had my phone on vibrate and told my friend to text me nonstop a hundred times in a row. I told her it was for an experiment. A lot of people said that they used pillows. Some people said that they used um, wax beads, which they said that the wax got a little too warm. And so it didn't really work out very well. And this one was the one that got to me. It said, my Barbie's feet never went inside, but it played a little soccer, if you know what I mean. Barbie's feet? Like, really? Barbie's feet? Can Barbie be sacred? But how But how young was she using Barbie's feet? Like, <laughs> let's be real. When I saw that comment, I was like, okay, you must have been like, I what, 10? I mean, like, why were you still playing with Barbies as a teenager? So I'm just saying, like, I, my mind immediately went, okay, maybe something happened to you sexually when you were super young if you were using your Barbie doll because you were probably 10 years old. But I didn't want to go there. If and you're then collecting the cucumber, to put it back. That's just so nasty. Especially because most people eat cucumber raw. I hope that they just wash their fruit. Before well, hopefully they eat it. that's just so nasty. Hopefully they wash it because usually I, with my veggies, I wash them before I put them in the fridge. Exactly. Right? So when I get it out, I may rinse it, but I'm not doing the whole wash scrub thing again. I'm literally rinsing it and peeling it. Oh my god, this is so nasty. That's so nasty. Yeah, you're right. That's kind of gross. Someone said my curling iron, which. I don't know. I think that <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. She said unplugged, of course. I don't know if anyone knows, but do you remember like Hot Tools curling iron? They were like the gold ones with the black and purple handle. You know what yep. I'm talking about? The plug in. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else knows, but like my pieces of that curling iron have been electrically taped together since almost the time that I got it. Those pieces are not really <laughs> 
stable on the curling iron. So um, how safe is that? Like your curling that's iron? That's not really? safe. Because the curling irons back in the day had like a flat head. It was like a rigid thing that screwed. Yes. Uh, like a plastic piece that screwed on the on the end of it. Absolutely. And it, if you had one of those raggedy curling irons, it, that, that piece came off. So you just had that screw. And so it was hot on the tip. Yes. Man. <laughs> I don't know. Could you imagine losing the losing the tip while you're using your curling iron? That seems that's crazy, terrifying. Ladies, what happened to just your hands? I mean, I don't understand <laughs> that. I guess they don't like getting their hands dirty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you want to rub on a pillow? I'm just saying, those stuffed pillows, <laughs> like how, if you can't unzip them and throw them in the wash, like really. Yeah, they got vaginal juices all over your pillow. Just nasty. I know it just sounds really gross, but this person went ham. They said mascara tube, hairbrush, couch arm, pillows, vibrating toothbrush, bedpost, bananas. Wow, this list is embarrassingly long. I'm I'm not trying to be funny, but like I feel like a lot of people have multiple things like inanimate or animate objects. We hope that they're not animate, but just saying have multiple objects that they use, you know, before they were really sexually active, right? Like, I guess this is during experimental phase. Wouldn't you say that? You know, I do sex for a living. So uh, (laughs) I have seen it all. And this is not just experimenting. Like people use stuff around them to have an orgasm. That's just the thing. And and the things that we see that come into the ER, I mean, it's just, you know, we take x-rays of them. <laughs> um, Nicole, for the people who might be listening to this episode for the first time, I'd like you to clarify your sex for a living. Nicole is a doctor. She is not a sex worker. Not that there's anything wrong with being a sex worker. That's just not what she does. Yes. Knows. If you're listening for the first time, I am an OBGYN. I am not a sex worker. <laughs> I'm not a sex therapist. But uh, I do talk about sexual health for a living. I just wanted to clarify for the people. There are 7,000 comments. And the funniest part to me is though, well, I don't want to say the funniest part because some of these things that people use for sex are amazing, right? Like I would have never even thought about it. And some of them are like, oh, I hope you're safe. And then the, the part that I thought was hilarious is when the guys started jumping in the comments because the guys were like, wait, what? If you want to see some shocked and amazed men Go to Rebecca Maxwell 69 on TikTok. Look for this video she has on a little Cleveland Brown shirt. And she's, you know, sitting in her little living room, drinking her coffee or whatever's in her mug. Go to the comments and look at the comments from the men. I mean, they are shocked and amazed. I don't know whether they feel like they're unneeded or they want to join in. I have no idea, but it's the men comments for me. Okay, so speaking of masturbation, let's talk through some scenarios to help our listeners. Why don't we? All right. So this is a friend of the podcast. She says, hey, ladies, please help. I'm 24 years old and I recently got married during the pandemic. I was a good girl, meaning I was a virgin until I got married this year. However, although I didn't have intercourse, I did masturbate before I got married. This started in college with my ex-boyfriend. We would experiment Once we even used a banana, which got stuck. I know this is TMI, but I kegled on the banana and it bursted inside. (gasps) I had banana coming out four days. Anyway, that was embarrassing. Now that I have sex with my husband, I prefer to masturbate. I try to introduce toys, but he says we, quote, don't need them, end quote. 
I haven't had an orgasm during sex with him. And now he's starting to ask if I was his first. What should I do? Maybe I missed a part of the letter. I'm not understanding what her being his first has anything to do with the price of being sold in China. Did I miss that part? Well, I think that if you can't get an orgasm or you constantly want to introduce toys or I don't know, maybe her vagina is like feels too accommodating. Maybe that's why he's asking. Like maybe she seems a little bit more experienced than. But does it matter? For some people, it does. Okay. For some people, if you think you're marrying a virgin and you get somebody that's a that's, you know, turned out freak, (laughs) it uh, may be a turnoff. I mean, I can understand that. And I think that it's more it would be more of a turnoff if she was lying about it. But like, okay, I digress. That's not the important part of the story. The important part of the story is, first of all, that's hilarious. And I don't mean to laugh at you because of the banana but that's actually hilarious because people don't really think about that your your vaginal muscles are super tight so you squeeze on a banana it's gonna be banana everywhere i'm sorry i did not mean to laugh at your that's nasty i did not mean to laugh at your misfortune so (laughs) it's kind of funny like we're glad that you're past it but it was funny the the first thing that stands out to me is that her husband said that he doesn't want to use toys because they don't need them Like, that seems really selfish to me, right? Like, he doesn't need them, but she clearly wants them and needs them because he's not doing the job. So I'm trying to understand, would he rather her go use the sex toys by herself or with someone else? Like, it seems that her husband might have a a bit of a misogynistic way of looking at sex. I don't know. I am all for the toys. Um... I think that they enhance things. Why go on the merry-go-round when you can go on a roller coaster? Just what what is there to lose? I would be interested. Really, in, Johnny? I'm just saying, <laughs> like, like, what is there to lose by using toys? Like, she's not saying that she wants to go be with someone else and use toys with someone else. She's saying, I am willing to use, because she could do this by herself, right? Like, let's be clear. If she can give herself an orgasm, She does not technically, other than for the purposes of procreation, does not need to continue to have sex with her husband if all she's seeking is an orgasm, correct? Well, you know, I just feel like sex and a vibrator, they're two different things. I mean, let's be real. Like, you need that whole intimacy, you know, soft touch, whispers in your ear, kissing. Like, that makes you feel loved. I mean, yeah, if she just wanted an orgasm, she could just use a vibrator and get it over with, which is probably what she's been doing. But the interesting part of this story is I wonder if he knows she's been using, she's masturbated before. I wonder if he thinks, oh, she hasn't done anything. She's completely innocent because she doesn't say, oh, he knows that I have masturbated before and this is how I get off. She just said, oh, I used to do this and I'm trying to sort of sneak this into the bedroom, but he's not. He's saying we don't need it. She's probably faking an orgasm. So I would say don't fake it. It is 2020. Just tell him, hey, look, I need you to use this. Until yeah, you get your you skills up. you're marrying up. this like innocent Virgin Mary, you you know, I can't, I can't with you. <laughs> These people are probably young. She's 24. We didn't really know what we were doing when we were 24. Yeah, you're right. But that's what I'm saying. You, right. Let me, but at 24, let me tell you this, this thing though, right? At 24, you do not know what you're doing. However, you have to be open-minded enough. And this is me speaking to her husband. You have to be open-minded enough to know that you don't know at 
37, I don't know everything that there is to know about sex. But let me tell you one thing that I will die doing, trying to learn everything that there is to know about sex. Because why not learn something new? Why not experience something different? Why not go for the next thrill? As long as I'm safe and it's in the confines of my marriage, why shouldn't I? Like, if, if at 24, he's so close-minded that he doesn't want to try new things, which is not really new, it's been out for ages, maybe he's just close-minded sexually. Maybe, you know, I'm not telling the girl to get a divorce, but Jesus have mercy. If this is something that is important to her and sex is a thing for her and her husband is kind of dry and stale and missionary every day, like, Jesus, save yourself, girl. Well, I just wonder what happened to what happened to the freaking college? Where'd he go? You know, right. what happened to the freaking college that turned around? I don't know. What do you I'm just saying? What do you think? Do you, I mean, I don't want to say that the man is cheating. No, because you know what it sounds like? I think that everyone goes through a phase where they're not as confident about their sexuality or they're unsure about their sexuality. And I'm not talking about whether they like men or women. That's not the sexuality I'm talking about. I'm talking about what their sexuality looks like, what their boundaries look like when they, you know, what they think is safe or acceptable and what isn't right. And it might also be a confidence thing for him. You know, if she is not faking or if she is faking and he knows that she's faking, his confidence could be a little bit bruised, you don't you think? No, I mean if he's th- if he thinks that they don't need them, he's overconfident. He's like, "Yeah, I'm putting it down," which makes me think that she's lying and she's faking an orgasm. So what I would tell her to do is just just sneak a toy in the bedroom, just sneak one in. I wouldn't even ask. I would just like have one. How are you sneaking a toy into the bedroom? It's called oral sex. Okay, put the vibrating cock ring in your mouth and just slide Ah. it on while you're doing your thing and then it's on and it's vibrating and I guarantee you he will not want you to take it off. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Side note, our producer removed his headphones because he does not want to hear our conversation any longer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so that's a good point. But here's the thing. Ladies, let me tell you something. It's okay to stroke your man's ego if he doesn't do a good job, right? It's okay. Better luck next time. Give him that boost. But in 2020, don't be out here shortchanging yourself, faking an orgasm, okay? Unless you're just trying to get it over with and you just want to be done with it, fake it and move on and do not go back to that well, okay? That's what I'm saying. Why do we, let me bring my voice down because I'm not going to be this passionate about sex. Even though I am this passionate about sex. Okay. So, but, but real, realistically, I think that while the intentions of faking an orgasm could be considered noble to preserve everyone's feelings, I don't think that that's something that we need to do in 2020, right? Like, unless you feel like your safety is somehow in jeopardy, why are we faking it? Like, be honest, that was a, wasn't hitting the spot. Like, get your game up, get your skills up. Like, I'm not saying to, <laughs> dog the man or woman I'm just saying be honest with what was successful and what worked and what didn't work because I think that a healthy sex life has a foundation of honesty and when you're not honest about how mediocre sex can be I think that people get a false sense of pride and sometimes it's just not as good as they think it is that's all I'm saying be honest don't fake nothing that was a a five Maybe next time we'll hit a 10. (laughs)
honesty is the best policy. It is. I, I agree with Janine. It's better be honest. And friend of the podcast, you you stuck with this man, so you might as well groom him the way you want to groom him and teach him what you like. And just because he says we don't need them, say, you know, we actually don't, but it'll be fun to try something new. So just have a whole bunch of toys, a, a whip in there, put some lingerie on, on when he gets home. You're just like, Hey, let's try something new. I am here for trying anything that's safe, right? Try it. And then what was the other part that you said, Nicole? Be honest, because you're going to be stuck with this man forever. I do believe there are a lot of things that I don't believe are deal breakers in marriages that most people do. Like, I'm not really conventional on the deal breakers, right? Like cheating. Everybody does it. That's my opinion. If you are not a cheater, then God bless you. But I feel like most people end up cheating, right? At some point in the relationship. And I'm not saying physically cheating. I'm just saying cheating. They said something inappropriate, did something that their partner didn't like, text message, Instagram inbox, whatever it may be. Some people feel like they are, um, you know, wronged in their relationship. And so they leave. Let me tell you something that I feel like is a deal breaker, right? I don't think that cheating is necessarily a deal breaker for me. And I'm not, you know, projecting this onto our listener for me. But bad sex and no sex, that is the number one deal. Well, okay, no, that's not the number one. Like if you don't love God or believe in God and you are dishonest and you're a liar, all of those things, all of those normal things I agree with. But if your sex is whack, I can't do this. Like, I just, I remember, let me put it like this. I literally remember wanting to have a Velcro wedding dress because I felt like when I get married, I should be able to have all the sex all the time whenever I want on demand. That's the reason that you get married, on demand sex. So if it's not good, you're not about to sit and watch a TV show that sucks. You're not binge watching an awful TV show. I want to be able to binge enjoy sex and if he's whack you're 24 you can still train him but if you know if he doesn't want to learn then you know somebody will just saying okay well you know don't give up on your man yeah girl i'll just say show him what you like i do agree if the sex ain't hidden you can't train him or he's being extra selfish you may have to burst his ego and be like okay you got a two this week so we need to do something to improve your uh your rating Okay, and then if he doesn't show and tell, then, hey, you might have to have you a little piece on the side. I'm just saying or get you a new car. What, you know what I mean? <laughs> just saying. You just said to get a saying. piece on the side. Nicole, we are not we are not condoning <laughs> side pieces. We do not do that here. But we do understand the importance of getting your needs met. I feel bad for our friend of the podcast. But here's the thing. The thing that she has on her side is age, right? She's young. You have many more years for great sex. And let me tell you something. 24-year-old sex sounds great, right? But 24-year-old sex ain't 30-year-old sex. Because, like, I don't know about you, Nicole, but when I hit 30, I was like, what is this? Like, it's just a newfound love and appreciation for your body and what it can do and how amazing it can be and I'm just saying girl you six years train him for six years so that by the time y'all get to 30 year old sex that sex is sparks flying like fourth of July this came from our reddit and I posted and overnight it got a whole bunch of comments which is crazy because I literally posted it late last night it says hi guys I'm not sure if this really fits what you're looking for but I'm just gonna say it I'm losing weight not to get healthier. I'm losing weight because 
I want to do a lot of very specific sex stuff that my body being the way it is now will not allow me to do. One, I feel that people are more likely to engage in sex with me if I'm smaller and have a more conventional, quote unquote, attractive body type. That's also not why I'm losing weight. I'm losing weight because I would like to pleasure myself. And right now I'm not flexible enough to do so. So I would like to drop a few pounds so that I can pleasure myself the way I would like to. I'm talking swings, whips, chains, clips, and I don't even know what that is. It's, it says beads, but there's a name in front of it. I'm not familiar with what that is. I'm assuming some sort of anal beads. So she has a list of sex toys that she would like to use to pleasure herself, and she's losing weight to do so. Am I selfish to lose weight to pleasure myself, or am I just taking care of what's mine? I see why you wanted me to turn my camera back on because <laughs> I'm just lost. Right? Like, how flexible do you need to be to pleasure yourself? Right? You should wipe your own. If you can wipe your butt when you go to the bathroom, you should be able to pleasure yourself. I mean, getting in a swing is not that complicated. Like, either way, you're reaching the same parts. So, what are you talking about, girl? I'm confused. I'm so confused. But you know what? If you want to lose weight to look better or attract certain people, I mean, that's fine and dandy. You have to love yourself. But there are people that like a, a little cushion. If you're losing weight because you uh, think you could get more men, I don't think you need to do that. I don't think you need to do that. I think you need to just have self-confidence and go out there and, you know, snag who you want to snag. But if you want to look a certain way, then yes, we agree with you. And we think you should lose weight to look how you want to look. I'm very curious as to how exactly she wants to pleasure herself, though, because now I'm intrigued. Because my mind is going to, what do you need to be thin for to pleasure yourself? Well, she said sex wings. I'm assuming that's one. Clips, whips. I don't I don't know what she's over there doing. Big, big girls do all of that. Big I, girls can do all I of that. Those swings can hold multiple people. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll hit her back and ask. But I'm interested to know. Maybe she wants to be flexible to pleasure herself in a different way. Who knows? Maybe it's not her hands that she's trying to have reach. I thought about it. What else needs to reach? You can get vibrators that are like a foot long. You should still be able to use them. They should still be able to reach. I mean, you, there are other things that you can like, you know, put on the wall or nail to the wall. Like, girl, what are you trying to do? She said some specific, weird, sexy stuff. So I don't know. So, Janine, what did you learn new this week? So when I was doing research for this episode, I found some really interesting statistics. So 92% of women admitted to masturbating. 92%. That's a lot, right? So 59% of women under the age of 18 admitted to masturbating. This is the kicker for me. More than half of the women over the age of 70 admitted to masturbating. That's huge. And that's according to Indiana University's National Survey of Sexual Health and Behavior. The 30s, I'm assuming they're not masturbating because they're getting it in. Let's just assume that. And then it's interesting because over 70, they go back to it hard, huh? Well, you know, honestly, some of those women are, are now single again. They've lost their husbands and um, so maybe they don't have a partner and women our sexual drives 
you know, sort of continue. We may deal with vaginal dryness and things like that, but it doesn't negate the sexual drive. So it's not surprising that they're masturbating. What's surprising is that over 50% are. I mean, really? 70-year-olds? Just saying. And then the 30-somethings, you know, that's my age group. Girl, you're just so tired with these babies that you just want to go to sleep. I mean, that's my idea of a good time. It's like, oh, Harrison's in bed at 8.30, Woo-woo, I'm going to lay and watch a movie and what? Go to sleep 30 minutes later. Like, I've had a fantastic night. Yay! (laughs) Now, Nicole, we know good and well that Harrison going to sleep does not mean that you're watching a movie and going to bed at 830. Now, don't let the listeners get fooled, okay? I'm just saying. I mean, I can understand how masturbation decreases. But, yeah, you're right. Maybe they are having sex with their significant others. So maybe that's why their numbers drop some um, in their survey. Uh, Or maybe they are really tired because they have kids. I'm just saying. Reason number 5,377 that Janine does not have kids. (laughs) Okay, so my learned something new. I got two things. So did you know you can be charged with masturbation if you are caught masturbating Anywhere outside your house, even if it's in the comforts of your car, you can get charged for that kind of thing. For indecent exposure? So there was a a Cincinnati woman who was on the side of the road, police stopped, basically pulled her over, and she was charged with driving under impaired alertness, but she wasn't driving. (laughs) How were you impaired when you did that? I could see indecent exposure, but my thing is you're in the comforts of your own car so i don't understand uh why you would be charged for that that's hilarious nicole that is hilarious she got charged for driving impaired essentially like the same thing that you would get charged if you were asleep right like if you were tired you can't get charged for that isn't that responsible like she could have been driving (laughs) and swerving all over the road but she chose to pull over she was horny and she said you know what I'm going to pull over and I'm going to masturbate over here on the side. And she still got charged. Really? I'm just saying. Nicole, is she the kind of person that has like a spontaneous orgasm? I'm confused. Like, how are you so horny that you have to pull over on the side of the road to take care of it? Like, I mean, that's we don't know how long she was driving. We don't know how long she could have been driving from California to Texas. I'm just saying (laughs) that's a long trip. That's like a whole day's trip. If you're going from L.A. to Houston and you're driving, like, <laughs> that's like a two-day trip. So she said, I'm going to pull over on the side of the road. I can't wait till I get to a hotel. And she got charged. I'm just saying. But let's talk about the, the benefits, right? So these are some of the reasons that she probably did it. Regular orgasms have health benefits, including reduced menstrual pains and lower levels of stress, which means improvement in sleep health. And it also increases the release of inflammatory cells, which help fight infection. So she had to keep her immune system up, girl. That's why she did it. And to bring this episode full circle, because COVID is running rampant in the United States of America, if you would like to keep your immune system up, have lots of orgasms. There you go. <laughs> I agree. Oh, my God. If I, that is going to be my excuse. I need to have more sex so that I can keep boosting my immune system. Well, don't be safe and pull over on the side of the road because you will get arrested. Okay, so our motivational moment for this week, pleasuring yourself is natural and safe. No one can really know you until you know yourself. So take steps to be confident in what you like and don't like in all aspects of your life. 
Until we meet again, pray, work, slay, and show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh, That's Deep BWC. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a Mean Old Lion Media production.